Hello everyone, I'm Caitlin, your host, and welcome back to the One Tired Bitch Podcast, a place where we can all express the things that have been tiring us out. Hello everyone, welcome back. This week, we're going to be talking about a 9 to 5. Now, a 9 to 5 can be many different things for many different people. It's not always the same thing. For instance, for some people, a 9 to 5 will be a 9 to 5.30 if your lunch is not included with your... Like, if it's just if it's not paid for, if it's not included in the 9 to 5. Some people work a 8 to 4, an 8 to 4.30... And an 8 to 5 sometimes. And this is just the time that you're at the office specifically. Where they have to be clocking in, clocking out. This doesn't include times for commutes. In which case some people will work like a 6 to a 9. Or a 7 to a 7. It just depends on each individual person. And so... This episode is not only going to be on a 9 to 5, but it's also going to be discussing the what everybody's been saying lately. Everybody's been going, oh, no one wants to work anymore. Nobody wants to get a job and nobody wants to work for anything. Not sure if anybody has been hearing some people say that. Um, it's a thing on TikTok. It's also just a thing that a lot of people from the older generation are saying. So we're going to go through that today. We're going to go through what working a 9 to 5 is like in, you know, in quotations, 9 to 5. But what working just like a job um, currently in America can look like and also why people may not want to work anymore. And then also how to kind of get through your workday if you are working one of these jobs in the United States, you know, how can you make it work or how do you make it bearable? Okay, so to get started, to give a little bit of a reference to all of this, I am going to talk about what my workday consists of, what my start of the day kind of, what it looks like and how I go about things. So on a typical day, you know, let's start with a Monday. I wake up between, well, I plan to wake up around 6, but I snooze my alarm until 7 a.m. When I finally set up in bed and between 7 and 7.15, I sit in bed, either scroll on my phone or I watch TV sometimes or most of the time. And then around 7.15 to 7.20, I try to eat some breakfast if I'm feeling up to it. I'm not always up to breakfast in the morning, but I I try to because by the time I get to work, I'm very hungry if I don't eat breakfast and I don't always pack something I can eat for breakfast. And then the rest of the time, I kind of rush to get ready and put like my things together to take to work, you know, anything that I could need with me. And I try to leave between 8 and 8.05. And 
that's basically when the clock starts ticking for me. It doesn't count as hours for me to specifically to get paid for at all. But in my own head, the clock starts ticking. That's when I start feeling on the clock because I now have to catch the subway. You know, I transfer once to a different subway and, you know, go from Manhattan to Queens. And it takes me anywhere from 45 minutes to a little over an hour. And in this time, I try to read. Sometimes I'm on my phone. Sometimes I do nothing. Um, Lately, I've been reading, which is really nice, but sometimes I get in these lulls where I'm really not up to reading. But I'm currently reading a book, which has been really nice. But if the subway is too busy, I can't read. So then I get off the subway and I have to walk to work in which I show up profusely sweaty. And I show up to work and most of the time there's only a couple people there anyways. And so I sped walk to work and got super sweaty for no reason. And I clock in and then I sit down and begin my work day. And by 11 a.m. I am exhausted. I am feeling ready to take a nap. But I usually try to just push through a little bit, you know? I I kind of mentally speed run the hours of the day, you know? I'm like, okay, so it's 11 o'clock, which means it's basically 12, which means it's almost lunchtime. And then when I hit 12 o'clock, I'm like, okay, well, if I can make it to one before eating lunch, then I can take my 30-minute break at one o'clock, which then means I'll be done around 1.30 which then means it's almost 2 o'clock, and 2 o'clock is almost 3 p.m., and then at 4 o'clock, people start leaving, so then I start feeling a little less stressed. There's less people in the office, and so then between 4 and 5, it's really like the last hour, so how much work are we really getting done in the last hour? I mean, always a lot of work anyways. I pretend as if not a lot of work gets done, but I always end up doing the most work between 3 to 5 p.m., so It feels like it's going slow, but it's also going really fast at the same time. And so I do those things. And then when I finally hit like 5 p.m., I do have to stay till 5.30. I do have a 9 to 5.30 due to the fact that my lunch is not included and paid for. And so, but the like last 30 minutes, I mostly spend like finishing up the work that I have for the day, like getting to a good stopping point, using the bathroom, cleaning up, getting anything I need to get ready to go. Um... I mean, there's usually some work to do, but I usually, you know, I want to be out almost exactly at 5.30. And the reason is, first, because I like to just be done when I'm done, and I don't really necessarily want to work overtime. But another reason is because it's about a 10-minute walk to the subway from my work, and the train I take to get home usually only comes every 15 minutes, and it comes at 5.40. So I need every single minute of that 10 minutes so I can make that train because if I miss it, I can take another train, but this train is like the longer way home. So it'll still be faster than waiting the 15 minutes, but it's more out of the way. It requires more walking for me, more flights of stairs to walk up, and it's just not something that I enjoy doing all the time. So that's And then, so yeah, then I hopefully get on the subway and then I go all the way home and I get home at 6.30 and I'm exhausted. And then I have to eat dinner and make lunches and 
clean up from the day. And, you know, I am also in school. I am still in school. So another thing I have to do when I come home is do homework, study, homework, all of those things. And I do have somebody that like lives with me who, you know, helps cut the chores in half and helps me a lot with these things. But it's still very stressful between two people. The two of us are constantly trying to figure out how to get all of these things done within a matter of like three hours, really, because you want to be to bed in a reasonable time. But it's really difficult. And then, you know, I end up falling asleep most of the time, um, gripping a laptop or a phone or (laughs) like a water bottle or something. Like most of the time, it's not intentionally falling asleep because I've been so exhausted lately from every single thing that I'm doing. And that's, that's my work day. Um, I don't usually have tons of spare time. Any free time I do have isn't really my free time. Like on the subway, I don't really have signals, so I can't spend tons of time on my phone. So I have to like preload stuff and then I can pretend to be scrolling through my phone. But other than that, like the reading on the train is really nice and relaxing, but that's not really my free time because... I'm traveling to work. I otherwise wouldn't be in that situation if I wasn't having to travel an hour to work. Um, Some people may be like, well, why would you get a job that's an hour away? Well, typical commutes in New York City are 40 to 50 minutes. That's the average commute time. Some people commute way longer. Some people spend like two hours on the train from um, further in Connecticut or from New Jersey just so they can come work in the city because a lot of them have families and they want to live out in the suburbs with their family. Um, It's not always necessarily to save money just because in the the transit from out of the states get more expensive, but that's besides the point. Um, We're talking about jobs and I guess, I guess it is a job. You know, they're coming all the way into the city to work a job. So they're adding extra time to their their job time and a lot of them will sometimes take trains that they can like set up their little workspace on and they can work from during those two hours so they don't even get free time on their commute they're spending that time working but I don't really have that much free time I mean I have you know I I added this podcast on my thing because I wanted a space to be able to talk about things And I used to want to do something else with it. I didn't know if I wanted to write a series of like essays or journals or a book. And I realized that I, I, writing, I feel like takes up more of my time than just being able to talk and engage with people this way. And so I added this onto my plate, which yeah, it's my fault. I added this on and added more I guess stressed my life. It's honestly one of the least stressful things because it's something more fun and creative for me to do, which I don't always have. But I am recording this fully exhausted and at any second I feel like I could fall asleep. Um, But that's that's my typical day. That's a Monday. Um, And my friend and I kind of like years ago kind of came up with this little thing where we were like, 
Okay, once you get through Tuesday, the week is basically over. And everybody thought we were really crazy. The two of us were like, no, 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 no. Let us explain. Let us explain. Because both of us were in school and we worked. And so our thought process was Tuesday was was the day that we had the most things going on. We had the most classes. We had a lot of time that we spent at work as well. We had a lot of late nights. So we were like, look, (laughs) Monday is Monday. So, you know, Monday's hard. Monday's difficult. Nobody ever wants it to be Monday. But you get through Monday and it's fine. You always are going to have to get through a Monday. And Tuesday is your really hard day. But once you get through your super hard day, the week is kind of over because it's like Wednesday is the middle of the week and you're so, so excited for it to be the middle of the week. And so the day ends up kind of flying by anyways. And Thursday is just like a pre-Friday. It's like, oh my goodness, it's almost Friday. It's almost Friday. Yay. And then Friday is Friday. And while people do work on Fridays, there's always like a little bit of a different vibe going on. So while this seems a little crazy, it worked for us while we were in school and it made us mentally able to get through the work week a little better. Um, And even though the weekends were still jam-packed, it just made us feel a little better because we were like, once we get through Tuesday, we can do it. We can get through the rest of the week. That's basically what we were trying to say is that like, it's not that the week was over, but If we can get through our hardest day, then we can get through the rest of the days way easier. And my thought process now is I still almost kind of think like if I can get through Tuesday, even though Tuesday is not my hardest day, if I can get through Tuesday, I can get through the rest of the days. And it's a similar thought process because Monday is always kind of the day that you're going to dread and Wednesday is your halfway point through the week. And then Thursday is still pre-Friday, and Friday is Friday. Tuesday is the only day that doesn't really have a specific thing um, assigned to it, you know, because Wednesday's halfway, Monday's like, oh, Mondays. Thursday's pre-Friday, and then Friday is Friday. So Tuesday is just a Tuesday. It's almost just like, okay, I don't have anything for this week. Nothing, like... Not for this week, for, for this day. There's nothing significant about Tuesday that like makes you almost excited for a Tuesday because it's not the start of the week, it's not the end of the week, it's not the middle of the week. It's just a Tuesday. So if you can get through a Tuesday, you can get through your, the rest of the week. And some ways that I like to be able to get through the week is I like to find little, little tiny, little tiny um, fun or happy things, or things I'm looking forward to, and it kind of gets me through the week. They can be really silly. Maybe I'm like, I'm really looking forward to eating this meal tomorrow morning, and you're like, okay, I'm going to eat this meal tomorrow morning, and maybe you're at work, and you're thinking about your breakfast for the next day, and it's like, okay, well, if you really want that bad, why wouldn't you just eat it for dinner? But sometimes planning something out to significantly wait for the amount of time sometimes it'll help you speed run your day a little bit faster because you're like oh I just can't wait for this I can't wait for this another thing is the other day at work I was sitting there and I was thinking about this burrito that I desperately wanted I just wanted to eat this burrito when I got home I was thinking about it all day and honestly distracted me from a lot of other things that I was thinking about because I was just like oh this burrito if I can just you know, if I get through this day, then I can go home and I can make this burrito for myself and it's going to be amazing. We're going to have the burrito and it's going to be a great time. 
and then everything will be okay. Even though I know everything's not going to be okay. But that's kind of like little wins or little little pockets of silly happiness that kind of help me get through the week. Sometimes you have bigger happinesses that I feel like will get you through the week. Maybe you plan something for the weekend and you're like, I just can't wait for the weekend. I just can't wait to go see this movie or I can't wait to go to the park with friends. And sometimes your weekends, you're just excited to go to sleep. It's nothing majorly... Um, it's nothing majorly bad to think about, you know? Okay, sorry. I, I got a little distracted and trailed off. I sometimes have a hard time just talking straight through with nothing really in the background for me to listen to so I was just saying that I I I left off saying that you know maybe you're going to be excited about something over the weekend or a movie or just something it's just the little pockets of peace and they can be really really silly or they can be really exciting and fun but it doesn't necessarily make everything better You know, sometimes people are going through really hard things that aren't just work. There's a lot of terrible things going on right now. But it helps. It definitely helps at least make it through the day or make it through the week. And I think that's important to remember. It's not... This isn't just something that we can pretend is okay and is great and amazing. And this isn't just some fairy tale American dream anymore. It's real life and it's miserable and it's hurting a lot of people and it's turned into something that nobody should have to do. We shouldn't have to do something to survive. And (laughs) the thing is, it's like, It's not that nobody necessarily wants to work. People just don't want to have to work to survive. I think most of the population is more than okay with just working and not just being super lazy and expecting to get everything. But we shouldn't have to work just to be able to eat and have a roof over our heads. There are so many people that are homeless just because of like maybe one missed paycheck. There are so many of us in the U.S. that could easily end up like that. And I think that it's sometimes easy to forget for a lot of people, especially the higher up that you go. I also think that a lot of people with more money, it's so much easier for them to be like, oh, well, getting that iced coffee every day and getting your Starbucks, that's what's preventing you from buying a house. But in reality, it's like, if we add up the cost of all of that, like, it's not going to be enough to buy a house. You know, it's not And if it's something that makes us happy and makes our day just a little bit better, then we should be doing it, you know? 
if you don't have the money for it, then that's really, really awful. And, you know, I can, I can understand and I can, I mean, I can try to understand some people's situations and I can empathize with how that may feel. But we shouldn't have to just work every second of our lives just to survive. Because at this point, with the amount of time that's taken up in our day by commuting to work, by being at work, by having to step away from work just to eat because it's not even included. It's not even, we're not even given the bare minimum of um, time to eat or real breaks. You know, we're told that we have these breaks, but we're not allowed to do certain other things if we're not on the clock. I mean, if we are, but... So, yeah, I mean, we are on the clock, but you also just don't get super amazing breaks. And you don't get all of these things that you should have. I mean, we have... Everything is tied to our job. You know, we can't get a job unless we have another job a lot of times. You know, they want proof that you've worked somewhere else. They also want to know that you have proof of a place to live. But how are you supposed to be able to have a place to live if you don't have a job? And you can't get a job without a place to live. And you can't get a car to get to that job without a without a job. And you also need an address to get a car. Like, there's all these things that are just all tied up in each other. And it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous how much just, I don't, I don't know if it, like, it definitely all kind of started at a similar point and then it's built up more and more and more. Like, the fact that our health insurance is tied to having a job. I mean, I've had this job for almost six months now and I am not allowed to get health insurance or PTO through this job until... I have been there for six months and I, it's like that with like every job. And what if you don't like certain jobs and so you need to switch jobs or it's a really bad environment. So you switch jobs and then you have to go another six months and not every job always offers healthcare as well. And you can get healthcare on your own, but it's, vastly and ridiculously more expensive than getting it through your job and it's really it's really scary and I hate that most of us will go most of our lives just like working and working and working for myself I can remember as early as like 12 years old is like the moment that I started working and never stopped it was just I always knew that I kind of needed money for something it was just a matter of what did I need money for um and it was not for frivolous things because a lot of the times I had to pay for my own things I remember when I became like when I was 16 I was told that I basically started having to pay for, like, everything on my own. And I was like, okay, 
how do you want me to do that? How do you want me to just pay for everything on my own all of a sudden? Like, yeah, there would still be food in the house, but I was being told, okay, you're going to pay for your own gas, and then if you need new clothes or new stuff for school or anything, then it's, it's, it's on you. And for me, it's like, um, okay, so I've just spent the last two and a half years of high school joining every single club and sport that I could possibly manage to fit into my schedule, which consisted of three sports and four plus clubs. And I was also doing all of my church activities. And somehow, you want me to have time to get a part-time job so that I can pay for all of these things? And I was always told that as long as I kept my grades up and I had really good grades, that everything would get paid for for me. That's what I was told basically until a couple months into getting my license, which is also messed up because like they chose to have me. Like, like I'm their kid. They should pay for things. I shouldn't have to pay for all these things as a literal child that's in high school. But I remember from like the age of 12, I started babysitting. Sometimes I would clean people's houses and it started out really small because at the time I didn't need tons of money and I would just like put it aside and occasionally I would try like I would probably find something to spend it on when I turned 16 and got my license most of the time it was paid for gas and I was slowly saving up for for college and then my best friend of the time had moved away um, all the way across the country and so then I started saving to be able to fly out to go and see her. And I had all these different little things I was saving for. I actually had multiple little jars in my room because I didn't have a debit card or a bank account at the time either. Um, <coughs> sorry, my throat is actually really sore right now. But um, I yeah, I didn't have a debit card or a bank account at the time. And... Maybe that seems like not that big of a deal for like a 16 year old, but for someone like me who was paying for a bunch of things on my own, I had to pay for everything in cash. So like I was going to the gas station, I was paying in cash or in change and it, it like got to be like a lot because, you know, when I needed to buy clothes for myself, a lot of times I would sell my clothes online and then I like it was like an on like one of those little apps that you sell your clothes and then you could like just let the balance collect in there and then you could buy stuff with your balance instead of depositing it into your account so that's how I would do things is like I would sell my stuff and let the little thing rack up and then I would buy stuff with the balance and I never had to worry about having a debit card um, eventually that changed where you actually had to put in a debit card but for the first little bit, that's what I was doing. And I was taking, um, my dad had a lot of mailing supplies and he had a printer. So I would take that kind of stuff and mail it out because I apparently had to run my own packing and shipping place in my house so that I could buy myself clothes that fit me. Um, and so from like 16, I didn't have that much time for jobs, but I... Any time that I would have a little bit of free time, I 
would babysit sometimes in on the weekdays. Um, I had a lot of families that I specifically babysat for, so I kind of always knew that I would babysit for them at least like every other week. Um, and then I had families that were not so often, but I kind of like, I babysat at least once a week, and then I also cleaned this lady's house once a week as well. And depending on what she wanted clean that week, it would determine kind of how much I would make from her. And some babysitting jobs, I would stay over the night and I would make a little bit more money. And most of the time, I was doing homework at these jobs because I would be doing them during the week. Like sometimes they'd want to do like a Wednesday date night or a Thursday or something. And I'm like, okay, well, I have summer hearing school the next morning, but I will do this because I have to earn money. So I'd go over with all of my school stuff. I have not even showered from, like, cross-country practice. So I show up dirty and disgusting from cross-country, and I am like, okay, here we go. And I would play with the kids for a little bit and then put them to bed, and then I would do all my homework, and then they would, like, show up, and I'd be on my, like, fifth energy drink of the within like the last five hours like because I was drinking like one day because I was getting absolutely no sleep because I was always working and then I would go home and I would get home around like three in the morning sometimes and then I would wake up at 5 a.m or if I went to sleep because like I'd get home at 3 a.m and then I had to shower and probably eat dinner because I haven't eaten yet and then maybe do some more homework and hopefully get within like an hour or two of sleep before I needed to wake up to go to seminary, you know, church in the morning. And I rarely ever missed seminary as well. Like, I was somebody who always went to these things, and I rarely ever missed class. Um, Now, in some classes that I knew I was doing really well in, I would do homework from other classes just to make up time and to stay consistent, like, just to stay on top of everything, because I, like, I it was had more hours like I did not have enough hours in the day I was trying to create hours that were non-existent I was taking notes for classes and doing homework for other classes at the same time and this is habits that I created in high school because it was what I had to do um in order to make money and to do the things I needed to and at a certain point like I like was thinking I was saving a significant amount of money. In reality, I really didn't. I I knew it really wasn't that much, but I could see my little jars filling up, and I was like, "Oh, okay, great." And then I, my like senior year, I actually got to fly to across the country to see my best friend. So, but right before I go, my dad's like, "Well, we should set up a bank account so that you can." pay for this ticket with your debit card and deposit all of your money. And I remember like depositing my money and the bank, like the bank teller guy was like, oh, this is all. Yep. And I'm probably about to spend every single dollar of it on a plane ticket. So don't be surprised if the balance in three days is zero. And I, I basically do that. Um, and then I start the cycle all over again when I come back and I had like, you know, only one semester of school left and I'm trying to earn as much money as I can. And now I have this bank account 
and I'm also running this like online thing where I sell all of my belongings that I possibly could and I remember my parents asking me at certain points like oh where are all of your things I'm like um I don't know what you're talking about because it would be like they've never asked in their lives where's that one necklace we got you when you were seven and I've never worn it so I was like I'm gonna get rid of it and then all of a sudden they're asking for it it's like oh they're on to me they know that I'm selling all of my things and because I have a debit card now I can actually deposit that money into my account and I started making significant amount of money babysitting as well because people started trusting me to come over multiple times a week or to watch their kids for one or two nights in a row and I did that throughout the rest of the semester and then when the semester ended now that I no longer had all my sports and clubs and classes to hold me back it was the first time in four years that I was not going to have summer school Um, I did find ways for myself to do other academic things but I did not have summer school and so I decided to have three separate jobs in the mornings through the afternoons I would nanny for this family and I did this Monday through Friday and then in the afternoons right after nannying I would head over and I would be a scorekeeper slash ref for um, little league baseball so it was like these little kids and I would do that for a few hours for a few different teams because you have to be out there not just on the games that they played but during their practices as well And so I would do that. And then I would also still continue to babysit sometimes on weeknights after um, I was doing t-ball. I would also still have my church events that I would go to. And then I would also still clean for people on the weekends. So I guess that's a matter of four and a half jobs if we can't me selling my stuff online I was eventually running out of things to sell I by the time I went to college everything that I took with me to college fit in the trunk of a car well one item fit in the back seat because it was a little too tall but everything else fit in the trunk of the car which was really sad that I basically had gotten rid of most of my belongings I've never been somebody that's held on to things for a long period of time but a lot of it was gone due to the fact that I kept selling it because I needed money for school because then when I signed up for like everything and I I you know I only received a little bit of financial aid but I had like some of a scholarship but I still had to pay for some things out of pocket like housing and everything and I didn't qualify for any housing and so I like begged this one housing to reconsider and they were like well if you give us a bigger deposit then you can live here and so I was like okay 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 I'll do that and so then I coughed up like the rest of my uh savings that I had saved for myself for the whole summer to give them a bigger deposit which I never got back um despite the fact that we never actually did anything wrong to this apartment because we made a detailed checklist when we moved in because it was student housing but they still didn't give us back to us It was a really, really, um, really shitty apartment, but that's a whole different story. Continuing with my job story of how I was always working, before I even showed up to college, I had a job lined up for me. No, it was not a job at the school. I actually spent 
months before I even graduated high school, emailing every single engineering company that was in St. George, Utah. And when I mean every single one, I mean every single one. I had a formatted email that had my resume and what I was going to be doing in school, the experience and my knowledge of everything. And I sent it to every single one of them. And a few of them sent me things back saying, we have some scholarships you can apply for, but we don't have any positions. And I was like, okay, great. I did not get any of those scholarships, but it was nice of them to send it over. Um, Another job said, you can sign up for the scholarship, and we're also looking for somebody to hire as help. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. So I do this, like, completely, like, I do, like, a Zoom interview. It was my first ever, like, fully real interview. Um, And I was so nervous. I, like, I didn't know what to wear, but I, like, set myself up, and I was like, okay. And we did... I can't remember if it was two or three separate interviews over Zoom and the phone. And by the end of it, they were like, yeah, so when you move here, like we expect you to be here like this day, your first day will be this day, which was Monday, my first day of school. Um, it was also my first day at this engineering company. I, you know, I landed myself an engineering job before I had even started school for engineering. Um and I, you know, I, like, worked it into, like, my schedule a little bit. I sent them my schedule. We were going through it all. And I wasn't working, like, tons and tons of hours. But they were going to teach me things. And eventually, they actually had a lot of things go wrong within, like, the first month of me being there. Like, this lady ended up, like, needing to go on, like, medical leave. And so they had to hire, like, a temp for her. And they couldn't pay this lady to be on medical leave and this temp and me. Like, I guess they were a little, like, low or stricter on money to begin with. So then having me there just was more difficult. And they were like, hey, as soon as she's back, we want you to come and work for us again. And they actually, like, reached out to me three months later asking me to come back. And I I had decided against it because ultimately, like, It was nice, but I I just wasn't in the place to just keep going, like, back. I, I, you know, I was looking for something else. And so, right after that, um, within, like, a week, I I got a job at Ross. It was my first ever and only retail job. I, I remember I was supposed to be hired as a cashier. I, like, went in for my interview, and... The guy interviewing me really boosted up my ego. He was like, you're the, you're the best interviewer I've ever had. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. Um, and I start working this job. And <clears throat> I only worked this job for an, a little over a month. It was really affecting my mental health and just my ability to do school. At the time, I was taking 18 credits. That's what I had signed up for my first semester. And... I was having a difficult time with, like, my first job understood that I was a student from the start and was more than happy to work around the school schedule. You know, we planned it perfectly around it, and it was great because we, like, factored in commute time, and they were pretty close to the school, and it was amazing. But Ross, 
They were also pretty close to the school, but they did not care that I was a student. They would schedule me at times that I was in classes. They would schedule me super late at night, which made it <coughs> impossible to do homework and take tests. Like, sometimes I would be told about tests like two days before my test. Don't, don't ask me why. The program was interesting. Um, but, and I'm thinking, like, how am I going to take this test if I'm scheduled for work? And so I would, like, go in super upset. And the guy that, like, hired me was, like, rarely ever there. And then when he was there, he's like, don't worry, we're going to get this fixed. But basically, the person that was, like, scheduling me was scheduling me at the times that they weren't supposed to because they wanted to be there at those like they they were basically taking the shifts that I was supposed to have because they wanted them not because they had to have them but because they wanted them I was also supposed to be a cashier and they never had me on the register they never even tried to teach me they always just had me like I swear the only thing I ever did was move shoes the shoes were always a disaster in Ross, and I swear that I was always just moving the shoes. They're like, pick up the shoes, and I would like pick up the shoes and then walk to the other side of the store and put their shoes where they go, and then walk to the other side of the store and put their shoes where they go. And then I would like take my break and be very sad during my break and wishing that I could do something more productive than just be here. And it wasn't ever that like people were yelling at me or anything, it was just like, it felt so, like, I'm like, I have no problem with working retail, but I applied to be a cashier. I got hired as a cashier, so why don't we have me work as a cashier as I am supposed to be? That was what I am here to do. And the biggest thing is that they were always just scheduling me during times that I, I couldn't work. So I eventually had to go in, and I remember... I had never quit a job before, so I'm, like, going in, and I'm, like, yeah, so this is really affecting my, like, mental health and my school schedule, and he was, like, well, we can, like, work around your school schedule, and, like, maybe we can, like, lighten your load a little bit, and you can work a little less hours, and I was, like, no, I think I need to be, like, done. He was, like, okay, so is this, like, you putting in your two weeks? I was, like, no, I, I'm, I'm done. I'm not gonna come back. Um, I'm gonna leave this office, and I'm gonna be done for the for the rest of the time and he was just like oh okay you you do what you gotta do and I like left and I was super stressed because I was like okay I don't have a job and I I had a little bit of money that like I was gonna be a little okay but I was like really stressed and then I had a friend that told me about this like tutoring program and basically you would tutor these high school students who were taking college courses and so within a few weeks of me being done at Ross, I ended up getting this job. And this is the job that I worked until um, until the summer. So I worked this from like October until the end of May when school ended because they did not need tutors for the summer. And then I I only went about like two weeks without getting another job. And I during that time, I was emailing every single engineering company in Utah again, but I had found out about this job through school. Like, sometimes if people reached out to them, it's like, we need interns, blah, blah, blah. 
and nobody in my program was super interested in it because we were in a mechanical program and this was a um, structural position and structural engineering was always something I was interested in so I literally reached out the second that he put the email on the board and they emailed me back it was like yeah we would love to have you for like an interview and so I had to go in for like two separate interviews and this took a couple weeks and I wasn't sure if I was going to get the position as like me and my friends were signing on to this like new apartment lease that was not through student housing and so it was a little more stressful and they were like are you gonna have a job and I was like uh we're gonna be fine don't worry about it I'm gonna get this job and I ended up getting this job and I worked this job for three and a half years and during this time I never worked less than 35 hours which is like oh okay so you worked full-time Yes, but 35 hours as a minimum on top of having a minimum of uh, like 16 to 17 credits a semester. And it was like 16 to 17 credits of engineering credits. So it took way more time and effort. Like, you know how they're like, for every one credit, you should spend three hours. Okay, for engineering, for every one credit, you should spend six to eight hours. <laughs> I, I had this lab that was literally half a credit that I was spending like, 12 hours on like a week it was insane and so I worked this job for three and a half years and I was always working overtime and I was always finding ways to like add more like again create hours that didn't really exist so I was like working while I was in class taking notes and I was working at like 1 a.m like half the time I wasn't getting these hours accounted for like I was just like working extra time because like I cared about this company and I wanted to do work and I wanted to make sure that things got done in time it was very important to me that you know we weren't gonna fall behind schedule because I was a student like but they were having me work a full-time position I moved up pretty quickly in the company and got pretty high level of responsibility by the time that I was leaving, which was really great. But in, you know, in like retrospect, it's kind of like, why did we put that much responsibility on somebody who was full-time as a student and definitely did not have time for that? And you definitely should not be having this person work 40 plus hours a week or even putting that much pressure on them to do that. But I was somebody who loved the company and was more than willing to do it. But I also needed the money i i always worked because i kind of needed you know not kind of but i needed the money um so i worked there for three and a half years and i moved to new york and i worked for them one month remotely while i was in new york and then i right as i was finishing that job a few days later i started my first job in new york which i worked for almost a year and then since then, I've had, like, two other jobs. I'm on my third job in New York now because things are a lot different here. Um, you know, in uh, I, I definitely like New York a lot better than Utah for a lot of reasons. But Utah was also a lot more relaxed about the work atmosphere. Like, I feel like I was always, like, high-stressed and, like, we gotta get this thing done, we gotta do this, we gotta do this, and everybody's like, it's okay, just relax a little bit, it'll be okay. 
And then when I moved here, I was like, okay, so I'm going to fit in. I'm going to be, like, high stress about all of these things. But I was, like, high stressed about, like, different things. And I also felt super out of the loop with everything. And so um, it's been a little harder for me to adapt. And I also just haven't found necessarily the right position for me. I'm still, like, trying to find the right fit. Every single company that, like, I keep working for like they're like and you're the only female that works at this company and it's like okay so um it's it's giving it's giving red flag it's a bit of a concern for me um am i your diversity hire you wanted a woman in the workplace uh i guess here i am but then you like want to talk over me and not You know, it's like they'll ask me a question and then I'll go to answer and they're like, well, let me tell you what the answer is. It's like, okay, so I definitely could have given you an answer, but um, I guess you needed to answer that more than I did. Um, And working in that atmosphere is a whole different kind of story of like working as a, a woman in uh stem field specifically engineering because that's what i know most about but um (laughs) i was giving my journey about how i've always worked or not always but since a young age i've always had some sort of constant job constant way to earn money and the way that it's causing so much burnout for me right now and so much like hatred for certain things that I used to love. I used to love um, wanting to design buildings. And I I still do from time to time. But a lot of times I feel like the only reason I'm at my job is just so that I can have a roof over my head and that I can have food to eat. So it's been causing a lot, tons of burnout. You know, some days I'm like, okay, I really, really love my job and I really want to do this. But If I was able to just do this, you know, for fun, if people are like, we need these buildings designed, but you don't have to worry about food or a roof over your head. All you have to do is like show up and you get to design these cool buildings for people. It would be like, okay, I'll do that 100%. You don't even have to ask me a second time. But lately, it's been causing me to just want to take a nap all the time I feel tired and I feel so burned out I feel like I need something more creative or I need a different job or I need less work or I need to not work and so going back to the whole you know we need everybody says they don't want to work anymore it's not about the fact that everybody doesn't want to work anymore it's about the fact that People hate that the things that they love are turning into this thing to survive. They hate the facts that they have to go and work these really terrible jobs just so that they can put food on their table and have a roof over their head. They hate the facts that it's no longer a nine to five, that it's turned into this, you know, eight. 8 to 6.30 or a 7 to 7, you know, I, my mom, she travels for work and 
she will wake up at like three in the morning and get on a plane. So she gets to the airport three hours or gets on a plane, flies to another state. Sometimes she has a layover. And then immediately after, she'll just head on into work. And then she'll continue to work like eight hours a day as if she hasn't already been on a plane for eight hours. And then she'll like stay there for a few days and then she'll like do it in reverse. And it's like the fact that these are things that we're just like doing to survive, you know, we wouldn't need to like buy our silly little. our silly little coffee or our silly little treat for ourselves every day if we didn't feel so miserable every fucking second just because (laughs) just because we want to eat you know people are more than willing to to work people are willing to provide to a community and are willing to provide input and help to people but it's so frustrating and hard when it's becoming just this thing to survive people are making it more and more difficult you know it's more and more miserable I'm constantly stressed at my job that I I could just be like fired at any second and part of me is like okay whatever and then the other part of me is like okay well I can't get fired or I don't want to go through the job search again or (sighs) like a million different emotions because it's like why why would I want to get fired, first of all? But it's also, like, people are so stuck in this cycle where it's, like, maybe somebody's at, like, a miserable job. But you can't even search for a new job because people want to have interviews during times that you're at work. And most people want to have interviews in person. And you can't, like, take the day off work or come in late to work every single time you have a job interview. Because what if this job interview doesn't pan out? What if what if you decide to like leave work early and for like a whole week and go to five different job interviews for this single company and you're like, okay, I've been to five different interviews. That must mean I'm doing really, really well. And then at the end of the interviews, you make it to the sixth interview and they're like, yeah, so we've actually decided to head in a different direction. And you're like, well, fuck you. I just lost a bunch of pay and got on really bad terms with my work just so that you can tell me that you're not going to hire me. And it's like, I already hate the job that I'm at and now you're going to tell me that you're not going to hire me even and then I got even worse terms I actually had um, a little bit of a similar scenario at the job I was at before this job I was miserable they had hired me to do one thing and then they wanted me to shred paper all the time they're like why don't you pull the staples out of all of these files and then you can shred them And the shredder only held, like, one file folder at a time, like, and then I would have to, like, dump it out, and it would get all over the floor, and then I'd have to, like, sweep up the floor, and I'd have to take all these staples out meticulously, which was really annoying, and it was, it was exhausting, and then people treated me like crap there, like, I got really sick at one point and ended up in the hospital, and I was like, please let me work from home, because I can't lose pay. But I also cannot physically get myself out of bed. And they were like, well, we don't offer remote work. And I was like, okay. What would you like me to do? And they're like, well, we'll see you when you're better. And I'm like, okay, cool. So you're deciding that I, like, I was in the hospital and I cannot physically move myself out of bed. But I have to force myself to get out of bed and be in 
tremendous amounts of pain so that I could put a roof over my head and eat food tomorrow. Okay, because I was losing too many days of pay and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And so this was a job that I wasn't going to be necessarily too sad about if I didn't have any more, but I was also like, okay, I don't want to burn bridges. And so I remember there were multiple times that I was taking a little bit of a longer lunch and doing interviews or I came in a little bit later because I had a morning interview or I I left a little bit early because I had a nighttime interview and one of the times it was I know they were really annoyed at me at this point because they were like you've had so many doctor's appointments and granted a lot of them were doctor's appointments that I did have to leave early for because a lot of doctor's offices closed at 5 p.m and I had been in the hospital and I had to see a bunch of different doctors due to all of the things that happened at the hospital, which is a whole different story about how all of that works. How they don't just tell you all these things at the hospital. And they make you go to a million different doctors and how their doctor's office is closed at 5 p.m. But moving on from that, I set up this interview and they originally wanted me to come in in the morning. And I'm like, this looks like I'm like, okay, I guess I'll come in in the morning and then I'll head into work. And then I realized that it would take me like three hours to get into work from this job. And I was like, okay, so maybe I'll just like go after work and I'll like take a cap. So I'm going to spend a little bit of extra money, but I'm going to get there perfectly on time. I'm going to leave a little bit early and it's all going to be okay and it's going to work out and no big deal. It'll be fine. And I also remember being really stressed because the like like interviewing for this place and I look up the company and I'm like "Mm, so this building fully is a house this is a house and I cannot show up to a house alone as a woman like I am about to get kidnapped this is not a real company like I went on like a deep dive searching up every single person that could possibly work at this company I was like looking them up on LinkedIn on Google I was like cross-referencing everything to see if pictures match and I was so stressed and I really couldn't find that much evidence that people really existed for this company and so I got even more stressed so then like the secretary I was like okay so can you send me a video of you walking from outside into the office to show me around because I didn't want to tell her show me it's a real office and you know she texted me a little video of that and she seemed a little weirded out and was like okay I don't know why you would really want this but I guess I can do this for you and I was like okay great thanks so I'll see you at um I'll see you at 5 p.m and so I was like okay so it says it'll take me um about 45 minutes in a cab to get there from my office and so I was like okay I'll leave at about like 3 45 and then I can get there a little bit early and it'll be perfect And I didn't even think about what I was looking like and the fact that it was raining and muggy outside and that I looked disheveled and disgusting. And I did not even think about any of that information or the fact that I was in leggings and Converse and that this just wasn't going to look good. Luckily, it was still a little chilly outside, so I just left my coat on. Um, But I decided to, like, get a cab. I'm like, okay, okay. And I'm, like, waiting for this cab to show up because I, like requested the cab at a very specific time so that everything was timed very perfectly and this cab then takes forever to come and get to me and he was late and then there was so much traffic and I got to the interview 45 minutes late it was like 5 45 when I get there I'm like oh holy fuck I was like I just risked my other job by leaving early 
and I and there's no way I'm getting this job. I was like, I look disheveled and like and I just showed up late. And I was like, I'm so screwed. But then they take me through like the whole interview process and they ask me tons of questions. They even give me like a whole test. Yeah, a whole test. I was not mentally prepared for that. I just had like a whole day of work. I felt so stupid answering these questions. But before I even left, they had offered me the job. And I was like, oh my goodness. Thank goodness. Because I just risked this whole other job. And then the next day at work, after the offer letter was sent, I was able to to like put in my two weeks. I was like, okay, peace out. Um, This is my two weeks, everybody. This does not need to be like... um. And then I put in my two weeks, and then I ended my workday on a Friday, and then I had Saturday and Sunday, and then Monday, I started my new job again. And then I've been working this job ever since, and it's been um, back and forth. I've had some times where I'm sick. I've had some issues with the air quality and some problems with people accommodating me, but the fact of the matter is that Everybody's making it so complicated these days to get a job, to keep a job, to want to have you at the job. They want you to be like a robot. They don't want to accommodate you through things. They don't want to acknowledge the fact that doctor's offices close at 5 p.m. They don't want to acknowledge the fact that if you're done with your work, maybe you should be able to go home and still get paid the same amount of money. Maybe they don't want to acknowledge the fact that maybe they shouldn't be having the engineer pull out staples from a piece of paper and that maybe they should use her for what she was there to do maybe they don't want to acknowledge the fact that they're paying people so much less money than is deserved or needed just so people can pay for groceries i've had plenty of people at jobs tell me that they work two jobs and they're like i work two jobs how do you only work one job how are you okay and it's it's so much and we really should all just Take a deep breath and then maybe scream a little. Um, I'm not really sure what to do about it because, you know, we can fight back a little bit. You know, I fought back at my current job a little bit when they didn't want to accommodate me for my health issues. I was like, hey, I have health issues and you, if you don't accommodate me, that's kind of technically against the law. And they were like, oh, okay, so we're going to immediately accommodate you after you've stated that fact that we actually have to accommodate you. And they haven't really said anything against um, about it since, and now I've been able to work in this job with my accommodations, and it's like, okay, cool, and so it's like, I think we can push back on a little bit of things, we can try to change things, we can be like, hey, maybe we shouldn't have the office at fucking 50 degrees, because it doesn't need to be cold in here, and women's body temperatures run a little bit lower than men's, and so maybe we're a little bit colder all the time, and maybe we don't want it to be freezing in here and I don't want to have to bring a sweater to work and I don't want to have to not get paid for my lunch time I deserve to have a lunch and I shouldn't have to decide between like oh I don't want to have to stay super late today and I want to be able to eat my lunch I shouldn't have to be eating my lunch at my desk other people shouldn't have to be commuting hours and hours a day to get to and from work people shouldn't be having to have a job so they can put food on the table and have a roof over people's heads. These are things that should be necessities. These are things that should be required. These are things that are not happening. 
there are some jobs that are really good about things where they let people work remotely they let people take breaks they're super warm and welcoming and comforting and they will accommodate people and i don't understand why we have decided to move away from remote work a lot of times it increases productivity another thing that increases productivity is having a four-day work week no not four tenths just a four-day work week where you work your nine to five as usual and then friday you just have off it actually increases productivity because a lot of times on on fridays or thursday afternoons people are super tired anyways and they're not getting as much work done so if you have an extra day of the week where you can rest how amazing is that because currently we have more days of the week that we spend working we have more days of the week that we spend more hours of the week that we spend working we have more time that's dedicated to work than dedicated to ourselves because when we come home we're supposed to be able to get eight hours of sleep every night but we don't ever really get eight hours of sleep every night but that time is not really dedicated to us that time is dedicated to our body getting the rest it needs and we just need basic human things we should be able to have food and a roof over our heads and it'd be like okay you can have those things no matter what and it'll be okay and then you're like okay great now that i don't have to stress about that maybe i can go to my job happy and not miserable that i have to be there because then i can be there because i want to be there and that's a big difference is doing something because you have to do it and doing something because you want to do it and that's kind of how jobs have turned into me we've all decided to well we all have to do jobs because we have to not because we want to and they used to be because people wanted to people wanted to work i mean it wasn't always like that for everybody for for some people they wanted to and so that's why i try to find these little tiny pockets of peace maybe it's the iced coffee that i go and buy maybe it's the iced coffee that i make at home maybe it's a little bagel sandwich maybe it's my burrito when i come home from a long day or some ice cream there's going to be many different ways that we choose to indulge or make ourselves feel better maybe you want to buy yourself maybe you want to buy yourself like a little treat from the store maybe you want to buy yourself a new top you know the little pockets of peace don't have to be expensive things they don't even have to cost money maybe you just want to read a few pages of your book maybe you decide that you don't want to clean the dishes that night Maybe you decide that you want to watch five seconds of a TV show. Maybe you just want to sit in the shower for a few minutes. Whatever it is, these are things that we absolutely must do. It's a necessity for us to be doing. In order to just be able to function and not feel so miserable and exhausted and feel like not wanting to exist in this world. And while we do those things, we can feel a little bit happier. And it's not going to fix the overwhelming issues and it's not going to make it better but what it can do is make us feel maybe a little more motivated to want to live our own lives and if we want to live our own lives then maybe it'll make us a little more motivated to try to make changes at our jobs and it's not always going to work but we can try to make positive changes and then if the changes don't happen then they don't happen and maybe we can all try to find other jobs or try to change the current jobs we're at and i understand that the job market and searching for jobs right now is incredibly difficult and it's incredibly screwed up people can't even find jobs job postings that say they exist but are just there for show 
But I don't want to say that we're all going to get through this and then it's all going to be okay. Because in reality, it's all a little fucked up. It's all a little screwy. And it's and it's only going to get better and okay if we do something about it. We can't just sit back and wait for things to happen to us. We have to make things happen for us. We have to make the change, do the things. You know, I used to watch my co-workers at this current job always eat the food that they bought, like, out. Like, it would be, like, food from, like, a fast food place or something. And ever since I showed up, I never eat the food that, like, the company orders. I also always bring my lunch, and I always um, take my lunch. And these are things that I noticed that nobody really did my first few weeks. Nobody really took their lunch. Nobody really brought their lunch from home. And now, people are doing that more often. And that wasn't even a thing that I said to people. I think it's just like you do things by actions. You do things by little things. I feel like, you know, it's not always going to happen for you. And it's not always going to make the change. And I don't want people to think that I'm telling you that you can just automatically ask for things all the time. I know that not everybody's in that situation. But, you know. At least try to find your little pocket of peace. Maybe you buy yourself a little flower or a treat or a coffee. Maybe you read your book. Maybe you take a five-minute nap. Maybe you hug somebody. Maybe you tell somebody that you want to hang out with them. Maybe you text somebody. Maybe you do plan a hangout. Maybe you plan a picnic. Maybe you plan a walk. Find something that makes your day a little bit easier. Find a way to get through your day a little bit easier. Maybe you rush time like I do. Maybe you rush the week like I do. Maybe you find a way to be like, once this day is over, then I can get through the rest of the week. Or maybe you find a way to just be like, okay, I can do this at work, which makes the day go faster. And if you can do one thing at work that makes the day go faster, then you should always do that. You know, it's a little screwy that we've all probably had to work since young ages and that we're all probably starting to experience some burnout or if we haven't yet then it's gonna come soon just know that you are not alone that we are all kind of in this together and we're all angry and we all want to just be able to sit back and relax for a second and not have to spend every free moment of ours that isn't at work doing something else So, yeah, that's my rant. That's my rant on working. I'm working nine to fives. Who fucking knows? Well, thank you for listening. Please, if you liked it, if you didn't like it, give me a rating. Maybe you could follow me on Spotify. Maybe you could follow me on Instagram at One Tired Bitch Podcast. On Instagram, though, it is spelled without the I. I just have it uh, one tired and then E T C H. Uh, no asterisk or I. Um, on Spotify, it is completely spelled out One Tired Bitch, though. So if you could give me, you know, a rating, if you could follow me on both platforms on Instagram, I do post when I am going to post an episode, and sometimes I try to post fun little things on my story. It's, it's new. 
but it's something that's fun for me and I'm trying it out and as more people engage and tell me what they like then we can kind of all form this community of things that maybe we want to share or maybe things we want to complain about and we can all kind of gather together virtually as a group and and talk about things so for now that's all all right everyone so i'll see you in the next episode i'm not sure what i am going to be tired of next time but i'll see you all there Thank you.